0: Um, did you guys not hear the thing I just did?
1: <laughs> what?
0: You didn't keep going. Great. Okay. What, <laughs> what did happened? you do? No, I did nothing. When you said I way did to go? this is, We're going to cut this all out. Nope. Nope. Um, what
1: are we cutting out? Just this? This part
0: of the <laughs> do, do need Do I need you don't to know? say anything again?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Talking Too Loud with Chris Savage. I'm your host, Chris Savage. I'm joined, as always, by Sylvie Lubao. Sylvie! back always back here we are yet again back, maybe. another great episode
1: <laughs> so fun so fun <laughs> we're trying riverside for the first time it's a big deal we're trying
0: riverside fm today um we're not going to be commenting on their plg strategy or anything else nope. um, or what you need to upgrade for or anything like that we have a great guest We have adam day who's our creative director here at wistia he's going to be talking about the state of video report that we just released which is a very big deal tons of insights in this report you can take with you into your video marketing if you're just getting started or if you already have a strategy or if you don't have a strategy. So uh, we covered a lot of that. So stay tuned for the interview. But first, what's got you talking too loud, Sylvie?
1: Well, funny Dink, a dear friend of mine who works in podcasting, uh, she met someone at the On Air Podcast Fest, which is a big podcast festival in New York. And she was like, I met this girl. She works for Wonder Media. This woman, excuse me. This woman, Met yes. this woman. Yes. She works for Wonder Media. And she lives in your neighborhood. I think you guys would like hit it off. Can I connect you guys? And I was like, sure. So get this email from my friend Kate. She's like, Sylvie, meet Emily. And I'm like, cool. And then I get an email from Emily that's like, your name looked so familiar. And then I realized you do talking too loud with Chris Savage. Pause. Chris Savage is my uncle and my (laughs) mouth dropped. And I was like, Oh my God. Savage has told me all about you, Emily. And I can't believe that like, this is the way that we're finally connecting. But it was like the most, Delightful! I called you That's as soon so as I great. saw the email. No, I, yeah, I know.
0: As did she. I got like calls from you both like instantly. <laughs> basically, <laughs> it was just
1: like such a you know such a small world moment. I love it. Yes, I loved it's, it. It's so great. So we're gonna get drinks at some Perfect. point. Perfect. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm glad that you connected. Emily's the best, and uh, it turns out it's a small world out there. Small,
1: small and beautiful. Yeah,
0: and I I love that you just randomly interacted with her because someone took off her that. that's that's how it I should just,
1: be I just also love that you're somebody's uncle you know of course
0: I am you know I was an uncle at the age of like 11. it was a very <laughs> shocking experience that's, um
1: you're a young uncle
0: I was a young uncle that's true and it's actually funny I'm closer in age to Emily than her mom who is 16 years older than me and so it's been this like cool thing of like I'm also really close to my sister but she's 16 years older and Emily is like I think eleven years younger than me, as I just said. So um, I hope I have that math right.
1: The Savage Family Tree, man. Yeah. It's a gift. Keeps it's on giving. It's important to
0: yeah you know, interact with all the branches of the tree.
1: <laughs> what's got? <laughs> what's got you talking too loud over there?
0: Oh man, there's a lot. Um, there's been so much like happening at Wistia. There's like so many things launching, which is really exciting. Um, I went last weekend up to New Hampshire. We got a foot of snow and like went cross country skiing a lot through a foot deep snow that was like not groomed, which was like devastatingly hard. And actually, (laughs) I went up like 800 meters with this friend of mine who's in, he's in just great shape doing this all the time. And I like never do this type of thing. And he said it would take like 30 minutes or so, 40 minutes to get up this like mountain thing. I call it a mountain, I think it was a hill, but, um, as we were going up it, I literally had the thought of like, this is so effing hard. I'm tracking this workout on my Apple watch and my heart rate is like, just like pegged at like, you know, 180. It's like just a ridiculous thing. And I had to come to terms with the fact during this moment that I, I will never be able to climb Mount Everest. That's, that's what I thought about in that moment. I was like, part of me felt like if I, if I wanted to do that someday, I could. And in this moment of cross country skiing, when was he like was just confirmed. flying up this thing, I was like, if this is this hard, It's done. I can't do it. So put that to bed.
1: Wow. So dreams dashed. No more Everest. I had my dreams dashed,
0: yes, by powdery snow.
1: It's a sad day. sad day for everyone everywhere when Savage realizes he can't climb Everest.
0: Yeah. And now, I mean, to be clear, as I say that out loud, I think, well, I think maybe with the right data, the right approach, the right training,
1: if I had a real strategy, maybe
0: Mm -hmm, I could make it through, get acclimatized, do all those things. And so, while I won't be climbing Everest anytime soon, I do think we could take that same approach, put it to video marketing, um, and this interview with Adam will really unleash your ability to conquer the mountain that is... Video marketing. Video marketing. So, with that, let's jump into the interview with Adam. Adam, thank you for being back on the show. So good to see
2: you. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. We got some great energy today. I think it's been a while. I'm want to. i glad to be back in the, whatever this is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the clubhouse, but this is different. <laughs> oh, back in the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Remember that app? I do. I, I think it's still yeah. on my phone. It I wonder is. what's going on in there these days. You know, someone should take a look. In the um, club? Yeah, in the club. Oh I haven't my. been there is... in a long time. <laughs> We're just going today. Adam, you're here today to talk to us about the state of video report. Um, I love this shirt. Look at this. You're all you're decked out. I mean, who Amazing could have given shirt. me this shirt? But, <laughs> but <you>. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to start like Adam Day, what's got you talking to loud? I was thinking about this
2: before the show. How many people say that now? How many people say, oh, I was really th- mulling this over? Everybody?
1: That's like a high 70%, I'd say.
2: Yeah, 50 to 70. And I was like, wait, what can I talk? I, I The only thing that I keep, the thing that is I really am talking to you a lot about these days is the artist's way. You know about the artist's way? I know Sylvie no. must know about the artist's way.
1: Oh, I know about the artist's way.
2: Did I already talk to you about the artist's way?
1: You did, but talk too loud again about it.
2: Anyway, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking to you loud about the artist's way. What is it? It's a pretty famous, it's pretty famous, right,
0: Sylvie?
1: i'd say it's pretty pretty famous it's pretty famous artistic circles
0: in your little area of brooklyn this is like all that anyone in my corner of brooklyn it's a very
2: (laughs) hip book and this one all of the little bookshops have it here it's a book cool Mm -hmm. yes it's a book it's like a workbook and it is like a 12-week guided like artistic dive into like your creative self and like i've only done week one I'm going to start week 2 on on the train tomorrow. I'm going to read about it. But like it has you do all these different exercises and like the big the big piece of it is this thing called morning pages, which is just like a uh like a free association like journaling exercise that you're meant to start each day with with 3 handwritten pages of just like whatever comes out of your brain, no structure. Um that's like the the foundation for it. And then there's a bunch of other exercises that it has you do each week, I'm guessing. At least in the first week there were a lot of exercises to do. And I'm loving it. It's so fun.
1: I tried. I got halfway through. It was amazing. And then I got really busy and I stopped. Mm. But I want to come back to it because, if anything, the morning pages, it's like a wonderful brain dump. Like first thing in the morning, having your cup of coffee, just going.
0: That's interesting. So you're saying it's basically, uh, i my assumption is like to help free your artistic self Or something, or like make it more present every day, or is that the idea? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, it's
2: just about bringing yourself, yeah, closer. Be like bringing creativity, like more into like more of your every day, more of your every action. You know, it's sort of just bringing you closer
0: and more in touch with like your creative self. So that's cool. There's um, there's this book called The Happiness Advantage, and The Happiness Advantage talks about how if you can take the daily habit of of just writing down um like three things that you're grateful for every day basically in about 20 day 20 to 30 days your brain will start to actually be slightly you know you'll you'll create new neural pathways that make you more aware of things that make you happy as they're happening you know i did something
2: like this because a friend of mine who's like a pretty serious TV producer. I was just talking about things that I was struggling with or things that, you know, we were just talking about our lives. And I yeah. mentioned something about something I was struggling with. And he's like, you know what I've, what I started doing like 15 years ago. He's like, I, I at the end of every day, I make a good things list. And I write down mm-hmm. all of the good things that happened that day. So I started trying and I did it for a couple of weeks. And like, it was incredible. The impact that it had on me. Like, yeah, I remember I'm do that. Oh, it was That's so amazing. awesome. Like, I, the, the moment that it really clicked was like, I remember like having done it for a couple of weeks and I was at home visiting my folks and like, I went to the grocery store and was like looking for this like specific type of yogurt, uh-huh. Whatever, I was just whole foods and yeah, like they had course. the yogurt in stock and like yeah. I got so happy and just so like <laughs> pleased that they, I was just like, this is so wonderful. This is an incredible thing. Cause because once you start writing all this stuff down, you're looking for things all day to go on the good things list and you mm. put on everything that you think you wouldn't normally even, you know, think is a good thing with air quotes and it go- ends up going on the list anyway. And you just realize like how much wonderful, th- how many wonderful things there are in every day. Uh, so yeah, I, I totally agree.
0: I love that. I think
1: we should try it.
0: Yeah. I think it's amazing what can happen when you can find something that can turn into being like a habit like that, that actually changes your outlook. Mm-hmm. It's such a such a cool thing, and not what I expected us to talk about right now. Neither. Um, yeah. Well, that's what's got me talking too loud. Artist way, I recommend it. It's a cool thing to check out. That's awesome. Um, the other thing that I know has you talking too loud uh, is the 2023 State of Video Report. State
2: of Video Report.
0: I know. I could have led with that. Is that what you wanted me to do? Is that what we no, should, should no, we no, just back no, up? No, no, no. We should no, go no. back. We should rewind no, the no, tape. No. No no no, 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 no.
1: I thought you were going to do a different segue. What, what, what I do you think that's gonna do. I'm realizing I can't chat you. So this we're new to Riverside. We're recording in Riverside. Can't chat you right now. I had one in mind. It was you said you said something like the artist way, you should check it out. I thought Savage was gonna go, you know what else you should check out?
2: There we the go The twenty
1: twenty three State of Video Report. That's
0: a pretty good segue too. Yes, yeah. check it but I out. Yours. 2023 check it State it out. video report. It's out. So it's we'll keep live. them both in. Is what you're saying? <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. So some of our listeners have heard you before, Adam. You came before to talk about show business, which yes. was a full series of 20 videos of everything it takes from conception to publishing and distribution of what how to make a show. It was a great episode. As anyone who's listening or watching can tell. We know each other, uh, yes. and, like enjoy spending time <laughs> together. Um, but I think like, I would love if you could set up, what is the state of video report? Why are we actually excited about it? Who is it for? Like all the basics for someone who's never seen it or, or doesn't know what it is.
2: So the state of video report is an annual report that we at Wistia, we, we create and we put out, we share with the world. Uh, and basically at Wistia, we have, you know, millions of videos uploaded to our platform every year. So we have a lot of data around how people are using video, how many videos people are producing on average. And we also have a lot of information and data around how audiences are consuming that content, because we also have all with our analytics structure and our platform, we have a ton of understanding of, you know, how often are people clicking play? How long are they watching videos? Um, how, how much of the video do they get through depending on the video's length? So we have a lot of data just around video by the nature of what our product does and what our platform does. And uh, three or four years ago, we said, hey, this data is probably useful to a lot more businesses than just us. And so we we created a report to share that uh, all that information out or the information that we thought was most useful out to folks. So the report is a really comprehensive um data visualization report around how businesses are using video, how audiences are consuming video. And we want it to be really helpful for businesses. Marketers that are out there who are making videos themselves and want a little bit of guidance to sort of spot trends, understand where there are some cool opportunities, understand where other businesses are having success that they may want to sort of jump in and try things out for themselves. So it's really cool. This year was really comprehensive. It was like 70 pages long. It has a ton of information in it. We're super proud of it.
0: That's amazing. Um, I know you, you all surveyed like 1,500 marketers. There's like data from across like 80 million videos. Like it was not a light lift. And it's been cool to see. Like, I mean, um, we're going to get into insights from the report, but I, I also just think it'd be interesting to talk. You know, you've talked about like there's all these specifics, but like for us at Wistia, like, why do we do this? Like, why, why is this happening?
2: I think first, you know, we do it because we're curious. We want to know what's going on with video. And we want to be able to use the insights from our platform, just like we do for our own account. You know, we are constantly looking at the analytics of our own videos and considering all the same things that a lot of businesses are thinking about. You know, what's our run rate? How how often are we producing videos? And like, do we want to beat that? Are we trying to produce more over time? We want to know what videos, what types of videos perform the best. We want to know, we're trying to set up ourselves for success. And there's a teaching aspect to our brand and where we really want to share the things that have worked for us. We really want to share best practices and really help other people get great at video because we love, we're video nerds here. We want to make it easier for people to produce great videos and feel great about doing it. And having data really informs what we do. And so we want to share, just like we're sharing production tips, marketing tips, we want to share all this data that we have
0: access to, to our audience so that they can make better decisions for their own businesses. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you explained that because I think like you know with something like this it's like what is the goal why do we do it and like ultimately it came from curiosity and it came from just trying to understand and solve these problems ourselves and i do want to go into the report but i also thought like one thing that's stood out to me is this example in the last probably four or five months where you all were like looking at a bunch of videos we're making trying to make sure we're making the right ones going back and improving things and then in our data you noticed that there was a video where there was like a lot of the iPhone settings thing. Can you just tell that story? Because I think for someone who's never made a lot of videos or understood like the data available to them, it would be easy to miss that this type of insight is possible.
2: Totally, I love this story because it's it's just we. I mean, we use Wistia every day, every day. We use the analytics, uh, and on the marketing team, we're, when we're considering what our content roadmap is and we're considering what videos we're making, we're looking at the data for our own videos every day. And every time we put out a video, we are tracking that data every single day to understand how's the video performing? Is it doing what we hoped that it would do? So last spring, we were basically doing a lot of refreshing of our content. So there was a lot of content that we've made, you know, four years ago, five years ago, that performed really well, but it was getting old. It was getting stale. So like one of the things was how to shoot a video, how to make a great video for your business with your iPhone. And the iPhone featured in the video was like, I don't know, the iPhone four. It was horribly like old. Yeah, it was, was a, really, it, it was, was old. an it, embarrassment. It, horrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Yes. Okay. It was just to go think going. of. It. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Ho- it was horrible. <laughs> it was just an absolute travesty.
2: We got a blight yeah, on the face of Wistia. There we go. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we, we, the advice was really great, but we knew that the footage could be a lot better. We knew that there's, you know, obviously the one of the biggest things that happens with the iPhone each year is like the camera gets upgraded in a massive way. So there was just like a ton of new cool stuff that we could be talking about. Where a lot of the advice still made a lot of sense, but we knew we could add to it. So we decided to make a video about basically refreshing this idea of how to make a great video for your business using just your iPhone. And video did great. You know, we saw like a ton more people coming in and being excited about this content, but we noticed that the the play rate for the video was lower than we were hoping for. So like when we have a video on our blog, we expect that at least one in five people that hit that blog are gonna be clicking on the video. So the play rates can be up to thirty percent or forty percent. Usually, we see it between like a
0: twenty and thirty percent for our blog. Um, and videos. the play rate is just is like the is like the open rate on an email, right? Just exactly. for people who haven't looked at this. Yep. Exactly. So however many people
2: visit the page, how many of those people press play, and that's the that's the ratio. Or that's the percentage that is play rate. So anyway, we noticed that this video had a much lower play rate than we were expecting, and so we were like, "Huh? Why aren't people?" playing this maybe it has to do with the video thumbnail so we ran an ab test we we created another thumbnail to see if we could like edge up the play rate a little bit and in in doing the ab test a second insight came because we did see that a new thumbnail like increased the play rate but what we noticed is between both of the tests in wisey you can see what parts of a video someone has rewatched so you see the general engagement for the whole video but you also see all the areas that people have rewatched the most And in both of the tests, so two different groups of people, two different thumbnails, there was one part of the video that had the most rewatches in both of them. And though that area was just a shot of the iPhone. It was just looking at the iPhone and all the settings. It was like this really simple, we had gone through all these lengths to like sort of make this entertaining (laughs) video and like all these shots and this lighting. And
0: like the thing that people cared about was just show me the iPhone, just show me (laughs) iPhone settings, like. That's it. Yeah. Show and me so tactic. We, show me specific tactics. Show
2: me a specific yeah. tactic. And so we said, you know what? This is what people care about. What if we just make a video that's just showing the settings? That's all we're going to talk about is what settings you need to make, put on the iPhone to have a great video. We're going to show the iPhone almost the entire time. And so we made a new video. And the engagement rate was like crazy through the roof. The, the engagement rate for a video of that length, I think it was, it's probably, if I had to guess, it's between two and three minutes long. We would expect like... An engagement rate somewhere in the forty percent range, like high forty percent. The engagement rate is like eighty-seven percent. It's like Holy most s- people watch oh, the wow. entire thing, which is yeah. For us, it's incredible. Yeah, way to like,
1: go, guys. We felt,
2: yeah, we felt good. Yeah. We felt really good. But that's like such a good example of us like using the data <laughs> to make new content, which is what we <laughs> want to help other businesses do. Which is why we make the State of Video Report.
1: You brought it back. You brought it back. Yeah. Hey,
0: Got to bring it back. Yeah, it is crazy. Like I do love the fact that you told that story and the fact that looking at the data and this is why this report's so important is that you want to be able to benchmark and understand what's good and what's not. And then you also need to combine that with the direct insights on an individual video that can help you figure out like how to make this like really actionable and you know, for the benefit of the audience like you guys made these changes, you made this new video. It did incredibly well in the engagement rate, also tons of traffic. To this. And I just love this example of going from this very high level understanding down to like a literal, like second by second understanding within the video actually unlocked all these insights and this way yeah, for us. Yeah,
2: totally. I think that was another thing that was like a little bit unexpected. I mean, we're constantly considering SEO when we're creating videos and when we're creating content in general, but we want for our videos to rank well in search, just like we would want a blog article to rank well. And we were just, it was an experiment for us in a, in a way, like we were just like, Hey, this is, seems like what people are caring about, but this has brought a ton. This just shot way up in terms of like Google search results. When people are searching for iPhone, when people are searching for iPhone settings, we have a really high ranking video. And that just means that a lot of people are coming and learning from Wistia and making better videos with their iPhone in general, which is really exciting to us. And so, yeah, that's exactly the type of things that we hope to get across in State of Video Report is just all this data. One, there's a lot of data there that I think can help guide decisions around video making for your business. But also, it can help inspire you about what to look at in your own. If you have, if you're a Wistia customer, what you can look at in your own Wistia account and make sense of the data that you're looking at and make great decisions moving forward about your content or uh, you know what you decide to make next.
0: And this is why we love the State of Video Report. Uh, love it. So tell us what's happening with video marketing today.
2: Yeah. So I think the thing that we One of the things we really wanted to look at in this year's report is that starting in 2020, pandemic happens, businesses are forced to make a lot of video content. They're, you know, storefronts are closed. They're, you know, they need to be communicating with video is like one of the only ways they can communicate. So we just saw video production, video uploads, like go nuts in 2020, just a ton of video production, way more proliferation of video than we could have ever, that we would have ever expected. Video, that that came down slightly in 2021, but was still way up. And then it's continuing to come back down a little bit in uh, 2022, sort of like back to normal as like we sort of everyone's sort of thinking like, are we back to normal? Are things back to normal? And so video uploads have come down a little bit. Same with plays. But what's interesting is just to see a clear shift. So what we did this year is we sort of projected, we look back from 2012 and take a look at the trend like from 2012 to 2019 we sort of looked at what's the what's the trajectory here and then we projected that forward from 2019 to 2022 to see if the pandemic weren't a thing what would we have expected businesses and audiences continue to do during this time and so what we found is that for in terms of uploads and plays during the pandemic again things have really shot up so both both for uploads and plays 44 businesses and audiences played and uploaded 44% more video content than we would have expected. And same with, uh, same with Minutes Watched, way up. In 2022, if we looked at our projection and where things actually ended up, we're still 59% above where we were in 2019 in terms of video uploads and video plays. And the real thing, the real thing that is like mind blowing to me is minutes watched. So this is like how much audiences are watching. And this is actually up 87% um, from 2019. So what that just signals to me is that one businesses are just locked into video way more Uh, clearly than they were before the pandemic. And I think the pandemic really transformed how important video is to consumers and to people who are watching video. I think video is a huge mainstay and a huge part of people's everyday lives. They're watching video content all day long on social platforms. Video is the preferred way to consume information from a business uh, or from something that they want to be entertained by. And it's just, it couldn't be more clear that before the pandemic, there was a lot of people watching video. And after the pandemic, it is like a huge part of people's lives, way more than we would have expected. So that's one of the things that like really blew me away when we, were, when we sort of did this experiment of like, what would we have expected?
0: And what did things end up in in 2022? Yeah, I think it's like a pretty important thing because it is, did we just go back to where we were before? And like, no. We didn't. you know. Behaviors changed. The content that people are making has changed. Comfort with video has changed. The willingness for people to make longer form content has changed, and in some pretty significant ways. And I think that that's like a really... Puts us in an interesting spot, especially because we we're looking at this data. One of the questions to all of these 1500 marketers was like, Hey, do you have a video strategy? And you want to tell them, the? do you want me to give the reveal or do you want to give the reveal on how many of them actually have a video strategy?
2: You can go ahead and reveal. Give us the reveal. Yeah.
0: Basically, 43% of marketers said that they don't have a video-specific strategy, which I find to be – it makes sense in some regard in terms of like, hey, everyone's just trying to survive and get by. And, like, oh, we'll put a video on this page. Oh, that helps with conversion. We'll put a video on this page. Like, oh, that helps with enablement or whatever the thing is for how they're using um, video. But, like, there's an obvious opportunity going back to what we were talking about before of like, if you really understand how your audience wants to engage, you understand what types of videos they want. Um, or you can dig in deep on you could basically have people thinking about and looking at the data day to day basis. It makes a big impact in terms of the leverage you can get from video. And so I thought it was like kind of surprising that so many people have not actually codified their strategy.
2: I agree. I think that's super surprising. Like we asked the same question last year, and the answer is basically the same. It was sort of like in the mid forty percent. You know, it's almost half of businesses basically saying we don't have a strategy around this type of you know activity and i i wonder what the number would be if we said do you have an email strategy do you have a blog or an seo strategy you know it's like i would i would imagine that the numbers are a lot higher and so um yeah it was really surprising that even year over year we didn't see that that number move much and that folks don't have a video strategy kind of it that's uh, something that's data for us that makes us excited to try and Give some guidance there. You know what are what are a few different totally. video strategies yeah. you can you could employ because, yeah, it's it can be so effective.
0: The other thing that like is just this isn't not really specifically in the report, but as someone who's been in this space for sixteen years, I can say this. Like when we started, you know, we talked to a company and say, "Hey, do you want to make a video?" They're like, "Yeah," but I I can't spend twenty grand to make you know a video for my blog. Like, or I can't spend 20 grand to make like even a launch video, like more, even more. And now it's accepted that in any of these places, you could make a video with your webcam and your screen. You can make a video with your phone. Now, it doesn't mean you always do it that way, but like it's now possible. And what that means is you have to look all through the funnel and you could make the, the best place for you with video. might be the very tippity top, or it might literally be custom videos that your team is making for specific prospects that are coming in. And if you don't take the time to look at it and figure it out, you may be getting some benefit, but there may be like a 10X or 100X benefit you could get if you just switched where in the funnel you're thinking about making this stuff. And that wasn't possible 10 years ago. Like it just wasn't cost perspective, it was not technology perspective, it was not possible.
2: Yeah, I think audience expectations too were different. You know, We've just spent you know two to three years basically looking at webcams, looking at one another through cell phone cameras and web cameras, whether we're at work or in personal life. And our social platforms are like flooded with any type of video imaginable from like, if I give air quotes again, the quality, the production value is low all the way to the, the highest. And so audiences are used to seeing anything, they're happy to see anything as long as the value's there, and as long as like the actual content quality is really what it's about, and like the production quality, folks are way more forgiving. And webcams and using things like continuity camera with your iPhone, using your iPhone, I mean, the cameras that we have with us, almost everyone has in their pocket or with their computer getting so much better that uh, it's really not really about how, how bad something looks or how, how it feels anymore. You can just make a great video you know, with the thing that's in your pocket, the device that's in your pocket most of the time.
0: Okay. We've covered a lot of stuff, but there's so much more in the State of Video Report. So if you want more depth and detail, like where should somebody go to learn more about the State of Video Report?
2: They should go to wistia.com. You can find it on our blog. You can find it on our website. Um, Another thing that I wanted to mention earlier is like State of Video Report for us is exciting in a creative sense, we have such a great creative team here in terms of like the designers and the folks on our storefront, our web development team and our video team. Of course, every year we want to make a great, a better experience. So, So the art direction, the design is like super fun. The video is really great. The web experience is really easy to step through all the content. So however you like to read or get data or get information, you can watch the video, the website's awesome. And of course, downloading the report will give you
0: all the information that we have. Um, it's really cool, definitely check it out. yeah, you guys crushed it. Um, thank you so much for the the work on this one it's i mean that 's why I wouldn't wear the shirt if i wasn't as proud of it as I am <laughs> it's know? fun
2: it's fun to have to have a big project with you know a big team to be working on this all together it's business intelligence it's uh, all of our designers, video, our marketing team there's just a ton that goes into it because we want it to be great and uh yeah, I think we did a really good job. The whole team did a really good job this year It was awesome.
0: Yeah. Everyone should be very proud. Okay. We have a couple rapid fire questions. We're going to try Ooh, something yes. new. Okay, so we're going to do great. some rapid fire Oh, this fire is new? I'm um, number one? This is brand new. New what? segment. Oh, wow. New we need some good sound effects for this. Okay. okay. We'll have to figure out what it is. Uh, don't worry. Um, <laughs> are people feeling long form or short form content more these days? Answer both. Great. Uh, what's the most popular platform for businesses to share video on?
2: LinkedIn and their website. Perfect. And YouTube, LinkedIn, YouTube, and their website—that's where
0: it's at. Those three. That's the the triumvirate. Uh uh favorite cycles. That... There you <laughs> go. That's my motorcycle. I've got a motorcycle. Favorite sound motorcycle. Yeah. On play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Favorite <laughs> motorcycle on the market today. Uh, I have no idea.
2: <laughs> uh, what should I say? They'll, the two. I only know two. Mo- oh, three motorcycle brands: Yamaha, Harley Davidson, and Ducati. Ducati is obviously the one. Okay. Okay, great. I knew Ducati. You'd like Ducati.
0: (laughs) Favorite video that Wistia made this year? In
2: 2022 or 2023? You get to pick.
0: Favorite favorite video video report. Um, Okay. Hottest video trend for 2023. What's it going to be? Although, I will say, let
2: me back up because you should definitely go watch our. Uh, 25 Adobe Premiere shortcuts in 60 seconds video because it makes me laugh every single time. It's really good, yes, even no, if you aren't an editor. Well, Okay, well, next yes. Rapid Fire.
0: Let's go. Okay, hottest video trend coming in 2023.
2: Videos for social media and webinars. We know that uh, in our report, basically folks said, hey, we're really investing more in social media this year. We know that a lot of people see a lot of value in social media video in terms of like the the ROI or the engagement they get out of it. Uh, and we know that that's where a lot of audiences are. And then webinars, 80% of marketers went live last year, whether it was through for town halls, meetings, or webinars. And webinars was a huge, consistently ranked right behind product videos and educational videos for marketers in terms of like the types of videos that they saw the most engagement from, the most ROI from, and the things that they prioritized last year. So I think webinars are going to continue to be, and virtual live events are going to continue to be really big.
0: Totally agree. And if you're looking for the, you know, the best new webinar platform out there, what's that? Wisty live. Let's go. Obviously. Okay, great. If people want to learn more, connect with you, where should they go? Uh, LinkedIn is a great spot. Great. Seek me out on LinkedIn. Adam Day on LinkedIn. Adam Day. Adam, thank you so much for being here. Hope to see you soon. Thank you both. Always a pleasure. Bye, Adam. Bye.
1: <gasps> Always with the Bye.
0: Bye. bye. Um, you know what's great about that conversation with Adam is uh, it's just like pure chaos and delight and just like hanging <laughs> out the, from the get-go.
1: From the jump. From, from the, the jump. jump.
0: But no, I think it was, you know, it's it's kind of amazing how much work they put into this and how much data is in there and how many insights can be pulled out of it. And I'm really glad that he shared that story around the iPhone settings video because it doesn't seem like a big deal. But that's driven like, you know, tens of thousands of visitors a month to us, basically, that one insight. And uh, it's just such a reminder of like, you have the right data at the high level to understand what's going on. And you also dig in deep. You can make actual changes that can have a real impact on the business. And it's sometimes it's, it's easy to miss that because the the graphs are so pretty and it's so well put together. It's like, but you need that baseline in order to, to be able to be strategic um, on the individual level.
1: Absolutely. I think the other thing, I downloaded the report, read it, thought it was Good. amazing. Great. I think um, Adam talked a little bit about, like, the intimidation factor of video, right? That, like, whether it's, like, I, I don't know the technical things I'm supposed to be doing or, like, I don't have the strategy. I think something I realized when I was reading the report is that there are so many businesses who are trying to do exactly what another business is trying to do. Like, you're all out there and there are resources and, like, the state of video report is a reminder that like I don't know, you guys can talk to each other, right? Like there's lots of ideas on the Wistia website. There's so many ways to like actually dig into video marketing and like make it better. I don't know. Yeah, so it was a it was a nice little nice little reminder. Yeah, you're not alone. You're not there's alone. A,
0: there's a lot of people trying to do this. We're not alone. We're in it together. That's a what it. a what a nice way to close it up there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to watch more episodes, listen to more episodes of Talking Too Loud, head to Wista.com. Um, You'll find Talking Too Loud at the bottom or search for Talking Too Loud wherever you listen or watch podcasts. We have so many great episodes that have come out and so many more that are coming out. I'm, I'm so pumped about the upcoming guest list we have. It's like super exciting. Um, yes, it's very sick. Uh, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it. That helps more people discover it. If you're getting value out of the podcast, we'd love for you to share the word. If you have feedback for us, you can email us at ttlpod at wisdom.com. And if you want to connect with Sylvie and I, we are both on Twitter. Sylvie's give me the loot. I'm C Savage, and we are on LinkedIn. Um, and we'd love to connect. So that, that's all she wrote, I think. It is.
1: Talking Too Loud is brought to you by Wistia, hosted by Chris Savage, produced by me, Sylvie Lubau, along with Adam Day, executive produced by Wistia Studios. This episode was mixed by Maria Passingham. Listen to Talking Too Loud wherever you listen to podcasts. And hey, rate and review us wherever you listen. And check out more content from Wistia Studios at wistia.com.